Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and we are back at it again. I've got Micah and Alicia. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Yeah, excited to to get talking about this stuff. Absolutely. We, uh, we're going to go ahead and do another round table. Um, Alicia had so much fun. She's like, if you do another round table, I'll be back. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So, well, as always, if the topic interests me, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you're going to ask for top five, like Star Wars things, I'm not going to be involved. Oh, I just don't know. I don't know that many. Yeah. So anyways, this episode, <laughs> we are. <laughs> what? The original trilogy, the Clone Wars and Bad Bats. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Jordan will understand. <laughs> well, maybe Mandalorian. Swap we'll, Mandalorian we'll get... out with any of those. <laughs> so, anyways, uh... <laughs> some of round tables. Yes. So, so there's going to be a few more round tables throughout the summer. We're excited to do some of these. And so, today's round table is your top five TV shows. So, we've done some some episodes in the past. Uh, Chick has led one with Scrubs. We've talked about. Uh, the office how i met your mother friends like we've talked about doing these episodes we've done a few episodes um so we're gonna kind of pick some of our favorite shows and you know if you haven't seen these shows we'll also be able to explain some of the premise why we like them and so we want to encourage you to kind of widen your circle of influence um i know for me i'm typically someone who just walks in and finds one show and can throw that on in the background and loves to just quote along with it or when i when i start quoting i'm like okay i've seen this show quite a few times (laughs) um so with that i encourage uh all of our people to take notes to some of the shows that we're talking about and if you know some of the jokes that we might share along with this um as we say them uh speak along with us uh, as you listen so with that we're going to do the same rules of alicia micah and then myself but today we're going to start with micah uh going first and then we'll each round will go around. And then by the time that we get to the one, so so let's let's do it this way, because I think there was a little confusion last time. Let's choose your first round pick. Don't go five down to one. Um, try to try to grab your favorite show first. So in first round, so like a normal draft would. And then by the time that we get to the last pick, we'll do two honorable mentions. Okay. I have three. Cool. Hey, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll let you do three. Just just so, for will. For Will. We got to put the put the Will in. The Will so, rule. All right. So, Micah, start us off. What is your first pick for TV shows? Favorite show? Boy Meets World. Ooh. That's a good one. Mr. Feeny. I love it. I, <laughs> I love Boy Meets World. I'm in my mid-30s. That show was in its prime when we were... Alicia and I were children. Jordan, you're mm-hmm. a little bit younger than we are, but I'm sure that you've watched it. But just like oh, I grew up on it, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like we all grew up on it, and so like, um, I think at least once a year I watch this show all the way through, and there is just so much good storytelling. There's so much. There's so many good life lessons in mm-hmm. Boy Meets World. Uh, the relationships, the best friends, the. The relationship with Feeney and his students, the relationship with Feeney and Eric, the relationship with Feeney and, you know, um, Sean. And, uh, yeah, Feeney with everyone. Mm-hmm. Feeney's right? the glue yeah, of yeah. that show. Uh, oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, Topanga aging like a fine wine. She's <laughs> she's a decade <laughs> she older beautiful. than I am. And she's still, like, gorgeous. Um, 
And Jordan, I don't, I've told you, but, uh, and Alicia and I listened to it on the way to work, but they've recently mm-hmm. done a thing called Pod Meets World where, uh, I actually started listening to that. It is okay. so good. It's yeah. So, so Sean, good. the person that plays Sean, Topanga, and Eric, Wolf Riddell, uh, you know, Daniel Fishel and Ryder Strong, mm-hmm. they, they're going episode by episode and they're going back and they're rewatching these and they're doing podcasts on them. And they've also brought back, members of the cast and yeah early on they had uh mr feeney and uh his wife bonnie who has we've recently... had on the podcast yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to that go check that out uh it was an amazing episode she's 93 95 something like that yeah yeah, yeah. And she's still awesome. got it it's amazing um and they then... were actually at a con recently yes mm-hmm. yeah so and, they and... did a live podcast recording for that so that we were actually listening to that one the oh, other day that's that's really cool mm-hmm. yeah so Boy Meets World, uh, for me, is just one of those feel-good shows. And if I'm having a bad day or having a bad season of life, it's it's good to go through there and watch that and be reminded that it's okay to to screw up and that we've not got it figured out. It's just a feel-good show, and I don't, you know, want to completely go off the rails. But if you've not watched Girl Meets World, it's a spinoff of Boy Meets World. And if you weren't happy, you got to be crazy if you weren't happy with the ending of Boy Meets World. They tie some of the bows. In Girl Meets World, but they didn't in Boy Meets World. There were some there were some payoffs, and some, they bring some back loose, some loose yeah, strings, and, and all they that bring back guest stars like like Mr. Turner comes back, and he helps uh, helps. Um, why can't I? I I'm, I'm Ben Savage, Corey. He comes back and mm-hmm. he helps Corey because Corey's a school teacher in Girl Meets World. He's his daughter's teacher and is her best friend. And at one point, their principal tries to get Corey fired, and guess who the superintendent is. Mr. Turner. Mr. And Mr. Turner, Turner oh, walks in good. and he saves the day. I mean, there's just so many good moments, lessons. And so my first pick is Boy Meets World. That's, That's such a, a good pick. stellar pick. I didn't think That's that that was going to be like first two rounds. I knew it was going to make can't, it. You can't go wrong with Boy Meets World. It's there's true. Absolutely. Literally nothing like. I would say the only thing and even the like in the first few episodes of pod meets world where they talk about this, the only real issue that comes out of that is continuity errors. Just Mm -hmm. that it was not because they didn't realize how big of a show this was going to be. So they didn't really try to, to write it in the first season. And then by the time that they were like, Oh, this really works. And they started putting a formula together. They said like, that's the one issue that they really had with that show. Or when, when Eric makes, uh, or or when Topanga has the eyes for Eric in one episode, (laughs) Well, the so the two interesting facts that I've learned is that Sean Ryder Strong, the guy's played Sean, uh, Sean, he never went back and watched this, watched mm-hmm. the show. So he, he's never seen them before. He said he didn't even watch them while they were being aired. Right. right. And so he, when they're doing these episodes, he's going back in real timing, seeing he's watching them with his son. With his son, yeah. He's like five years old. He's like he's watching this in real time, and it's like it's kind of a like you know. <laughs> happen a crazy happenstance for him because he's seeing himself as a young child acting and then he went on to produce and write some of the stuff for the girl meets world series and um he's a producer in hollywood now and stuff like that but like the idea that um there's just so many good payoffs in that show where it just i i don't know i can't i can't i can't tell you how like i'm a grown man and every time I hear Mr. Feeney say, you know, dream, you know, and live your best life at the end of that, I cry like a baby. We mm-hmm. talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy episode and, and how emotional that was. Alicia and I watched that not too long ago. 
and the finale, the very last episode, we're just like, ah, Feeny was right. Well, <laughs> and I think too, the, these, these TV shows, like part of it is nostalgia mm-hmm. for us to go back and watch them. And yes, they're cheesy and they're corny, but they're still just so good. I mean, yeah. like corny or not, they have really good lessons in them. Late eighties, early nineties to mid nineties. Yeah, beat family value. Oh beat, yeah, beat that, that writing. Beat that writing. Yeah, you could. You can't. <laughs> there's, there's nothing that you could produce today that that comes close to for a family value mm-hmm. as to what the '90s pushed out. And they don't. There's not a lot of TV these days that really focus on that. It's all no. about you know. It's all about crime, or it's all about thriller, or it's all about Marvel and comics. Which is, there's nothing wrong with those those areas of writing. But no, but it, it's, none of it's it not revolves around family feel good. Yeah. Um, I would say the the closest we got was This Is Us. Um, just that family style, like that. I think really uh, when it when it first started, that really tried to bring home that idea. But yeah, Boy Meets World, absolutely. All right, Alicia, who you got? Yeah, Alicia. I feel like this is no surprise. What I'm going to say, I know. I, well, I, I know the two of you do partially because of my shirt. I feel like I had to represent. Um, my favorite show, I think, will probably always be Friends. Um, so for because this is a podcast and not a video um, show, you guys can't see that I'm wearing a shirt with a couch on it that says Pivot. Um, there are just so many pieces of Friends that are hysterical. This is definitely one of my, by far, I can put this on. I quote without, like, I, it could could have been years before me seeing the the episodes and I can still quote them and it still makes me laugh I already know the punchlines to the jokes and they still just make me laugh hysterically um it's just it's just such an iconic show the fact that it went on for 10 years and you saw these group of friends kind of grow together and just learn so much and I, I mean part of it for me is the fact that I watched it in real time like my mom now whether or not I should have been or not is a whole nother discussion <laughs> because I was like, I was in elementary school when this show started. Um, but it's it watching it in real time, learning all the things in real time. It's just such an iconic show. And look at I all think, this. Go ahead, Jordan. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think when you are able, so, so from the nerdy Lego world, when you get not one, but two sitcom sets with the Central Park and the apartments, like that, you, you clearly have made yourself a staple. Um, yeah. When you have, I mean, how many different types of t-shirts are there? Um, how many cups, different merch? There's coffee cups. There's mm-hmm. so much merchandise. I mean, in one of the, what, this is one of my favorite <clears throat> Joey Tribbiani lines is when he puts on all the clothes and he's like, could I <laughs> could be I wearing, be any, wearing more any more clothes? clothes? And they actually made that into a Lego form. And I, I'm a huge Lego guy. And that when they gave the scarf and like his his printed torso has like layers of clothes, like you can see That's where amazing. the lines are. I'm like, this is a this is fantastic. And then like Phoebe has her stand in the Central Park. So like mm-hmm. you've got all the different. Th- I'm like, this is and so many things are iconic about that. And that helps set the stage for so many shows moving forward. Mm hmm. So no, absolutely. Friends is Friends is great. Well, I was going to say, look at how many stars made their appearances besides the main cast, right? And yeah. mm-hmm. Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Um, Alicia could probably name more than I, but like, just think of all the different. Well, there's like, all the kinds of cameos. I mean, everything mm-hmm. from um, Gary. Danny, De- Danny DeVito is the Danny stripper. DeVito is the stripper. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> um, 
I mean, my, one of my favorites, Gold, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Um, Brad Pitt. Gary Oldman. Like, Gary, there are yeah. so many people, uh, but, Bruce Willis, like, that had either a, a single piece in the storyline or they went on for a couple of episodes and was, they were all fantastic. Was Jennifer Aniston's dad in that show at one point? I think he may have done a cameo. Which, if for, for the people that are listening, uh, Jennifer Aniston's dad uh, is the guy that played Victor in the soap opera Days of Our Lives forever. Yeah. So I, 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 I think he showed up in an episode of Friends. But yeah. like, you got to think, there were 10 seasons of that show. Mm-hmm. And that went on for a decade. And yeah. I would argue this point. Shows that go on for a decade, it's hard to keep the, the strong following. Um, like The Flash literally just went off the uh the air today is is thir- we record on Thursdays but um where we're recording right now it went off yesterday yesterday was the last episode of CW's The Flash nine seasons mm-hmm. and it just dropped off like mm-hmm. the the following just like it didn't fully like stay with it and I would argue that the Friends following picked up as it went and I've, it got I've, even bigger yeah, after it's the got it, yeah, oh absolutely I mean I have absolutely. friends or friends I I wouldn't say friends but like acquaintances co-workers student workers like there was this push a couple years back i, I want to say like 2017 2018 some, somewhere in there where yeah. all these kids were like you know teenagers right because they were you know teenagers young adults at miami and they're like watching things like seinfeld they're watching things mm-hmm. like uh the nostalgia yeah, yeah yeah and they're like they're mm-hmm. dressing like it's the 90s but they're like man right my friend uh charlie shout out to charlie he used to be one of my student workers he loves seinfeld and here he was 19 20 21 years old and i'm like dude you weren't even born when this show came up, but I love well, it. Your cousin love Megan it. loves it too. Wait, time out. I, that kid may not have even been born by the time it went off. Right. <laughs> like, but crazy. still, like all, all, all the more like it's amazing how in the last couple of years it's gotten so popular, even more well, so. And and shows even like Fresh Prince of Bel Air that was on around that same time, like mm-hmm. it's getting a revitalized version where it's more of a drama than than like your 90s comedy sitcom comedy sitcom kind of thing mm-hmm. um with the laugh tracks or the the live audiences um and so yeah no friends solid pick i i knew that was going to come in first round i knew it yeah um i love friends but no. too but i thought that you and alicia jordan were gonna we're gonna fight over that one i'll you know, i will gladly fight over that one i will bow out for that one um only because i'm so much newer to that um as those you said, you watched them with your mom growing mm-hmm. up, like as they were happening. Right. I, I watched it in real time. It. I was I remember watching the finale on TV. I don't oh. know that I saw a single episode until I was in high school or college, mm-hmm. and then I finally like found my my niche and, and kick with it a couple years ago um, when I was out here in Oklahoma. My first my first year I'm um, out here. My first Christmas, I think I ended up getting this whole big. Uh, I, I went out all out with it, and I was just like. I've watched every episode. I've watched it, I think, twice now, all the way mm-hmm. through. Um, but friends, absolutely. Great, great yeah. pick. And for those listeners, we have done an entire podcast just talking about friends. And I would encourage you to go. And, and I'm not just saying that because I was on it. Um, but it was a very good episode. It was a fun episode. And she's sure. not just saying it because she was on it not once, but twice. But Right, because we, yeah, <laughs> because, because that happened. <laughs> If you want to know the inside joke, just go listen to the podcast. That's, yes, that's it's the it's, best way to experience that. Absolutely, hey, it's an experience. Hey, you're a Joey's. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of well, my don't favorite. Don't waste episodes. it. That's one of yep. my favorite episodes. All right, Jordan. Well, my my number one pick. 
and I don't think it's going to come to any surprise here, is the Big Bang Theory. It's good. Big Bang Theory follows Sheldon, Leonard, and Penny, and then their friends. Uh, the first season, the very opening starts with them trying to, to a sperm bank. Going to a sperm bank, and it's the funniest thing. I I was I actually recently restarted. We're um, through two full seasons already. So like in the past couple of weeks, I started it. We're in season four. We <clears throat> we've recently done that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was at work, and I work at a church, and it, the funniest thing is, I'm like, I can't like have my door open like and the volume all the way up and because if people don't know what i'm watching like it's gonna sound really weird for them to be like uh what are is we that the high IQ to? Yeah, yeah like um jordan what, what are you watching now <laughs> they all know i'm a big nerd i'm not gonna go in and watch anything that's inappropriate um with that stuff but it's, it's so funny that big bang theory um like friends had over 10 seasons actually it hit 12, 12 seasons yeah mm-hmm. um and I would I would argue this much. I think that it followed the same pattern for the majority of its run the way that Friends did. I think it built such a following. Mm-hmm. Um and then by the I would say by the twelfth season, people were kind of checking out, but it was they knew it was the last season, so they hung on just to see how it ended. And I would argue this the Big Bang Theory, the seat like the last episode of the series, is probably the best closing episode I've ever seen of any show. Because typically, like when you watch a show, you're like, my okay. next pick. I feel that way about my next pick. Um, and yeah, so the the reason I say that is because most shows leave you on this cliffhanger. They they don't tie up like you said. Uh, like Boy Meets World had Girl Meets World kind of close up a few extra knots that weren't closed um, at the end. Um, but I would I would argue that everything kind of was. I don't think there were really any loose ends. Well, I, I would say the Boy Meets World closed the book. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying, but I'm saying like any loose ends that were there, like you said, like they got yeah, closed yeah. up. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that there was really anything that wasn't closed. Well, and, and the last time that Jordan, that we watched that show, Big Bang Theory, um, you told me to watch the finale and then go back and watch the, 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 the very pilot, the pilot, the very first episode. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's so good because it's, you know, I think I've only seen the finale once. Because, the finale made me cry. Yeah. Um, because I remember watching it the night it came out. Um, I went <laughs> I went over to my in-laws um and I said, Hey, Big Bang Theory is coming out last one on this night. Can I come over and watch it? Because we don't have uh live TV. Um, no dish, no cable, nothing like that. And they said, Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, and they watch it anyways, but we went over and watched it, and I just remember just it was huge. It was it was really big. So that's that. That's a solid group of uh, first round picks, guys. Well, and they and they grew on that show. Yeah, like just like Friends, right? They, they just like they kept adding people at the right time, and they kept you know, mm-hmm. you know, Bailey Klipke, um, you know, even with Bernadette and, and Amy, wheel. Yeah, uh, yeah, his lisp. Uh, even with Amy and Amy Farrah Fowler, Farrah Fowler and Bernadette, like there was just mm-hmm. you know, they just kept growing it, and they grew it at the right time, and. I, I would and they agree did it, it. They did it in what's what felt like a very natural, like nothing yes. was nothing was nothing forced. felt forced. Yeah, yeah. And, I will. And, oh god. No, I was going to say. I, was, I, I think uh, I heard somewhere that that was one of the last shows. What year did that end? Uh, two thousand six is when it started. So 2018, 2019, yeah. something like that. So, so prior to COVID, yeah, that, that was one of the last shows. 
that was the longest running that was filmed in front of his live studio audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was what I heard recently. But wow. Solid picks. Yeah. All right. Alicia, kick us off with round two. So I feel like the rest of my picks are going to probably be very weird. <laughs> and I have to, <laughs> I just felt like I had to throw that out there because when we were, I had kind of been building this list. And then when Micah said that we were doing that list tonight, I was like, okay, so I feel like I need to put things out. And as I started looking at some of the shows that I've watched over the years, I realized that like recent, more recently, I've started watching things, but then not finishing them. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like I can't have it on the list if, if I've not finished it. finished it all the way through. Like that just doesn't seem That's fair. fair. So the rest of mine are going to be maybe kind of odd, but I feel like partially very chick flicky. Um, not necessarily bad or anything. No. Um, so my, my round two pick is Downton Abbey. So Downton Abbey <laughs> was a what, what, what? Uh, so, so for the longest time, I thought it was downtown Abbey. <laughs> I was like, so we want an uptown girl, but we're hanging out with downtown Abbey. Okay, that works. D O W N T O N. Yeah, no, no, I get it, but I just I thought that was the English, like the old English spelling for downtown, not Downton. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, yep. so Downton Abbey, um, Downton Abbey went for six, what we refer to as seasons. Um, but it is a British, a British show. And then there's been a follow-up of two movies since then. Um, so part of this was, I watched it with some of my coworkers in South Carolina. Um, and we actually, because it was a British show, it would always come on, like it would completely go through the season and then it would air in America. So like it was already done. So we had a coworker whose son was really good at getting bootleg things. So he would get the episodes for us bootlegged and then put them on a DVD and we, we would all watch them together. Um, So so part of that is like, again, it's a nostalgia thing, like just the memories that are attached to that. Um, I also just love the way that British people talk. Now I was a military brat, so I did live for a portion of my life in England when I was little. Um, But I don't know, like there's just something, there's something that just feels like everything was just so proper and very meticulous about the way things were. Like it was very rule-based and for whatever reason I love rules so like the fact that there was so much rules and they all followed them like there's just something kind of satisfying about that to me um you neither one of you have probably ever seen an episode which unless you've watched it with Katie I don't I think Micah has seen me watch episodes before watch one of the movies but I don't think he's ever watched any of it with me but that's my second pick is Downton Abbey I've actually seen some of it um, with Katie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have watched it by myself. Like, I would, that's not my my cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. But <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I, I don't know that that's a bad pick. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely one of those that it's got its purpose in your life of, hey, like, that's one I really enjoyed watching. I've got, like, great memories attached. But it's also a good mm-hmm. show. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. All right. My number two. I'm I'm torn because I think I'm going to push one of them to the number three. Um, I'm going to go with The Office. I feel like Good. The Office is this just classic um, show that that most people recognize when you hear the, the music play. You're like, oh, someone's watching The Office. Um, you hear lines and you're like, oh, hey, there's 
the office. Oh, like when, when you see Wayne Gretzky's, you'll miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. When, when you see that, that line, like mm-hmm. I've seen people where it says Wayne Gretzky on a poster and someone took a Sharpie and put Michael Scott right underneath yeah. it. Like yeah. it, it's so iconic. Um, and there's, there's so many things to that, that you see, like Katie and I were at lunch today with Ollie and she's like, uh, or we were in, in this corner booth at Kane's and she's like, who is that? Who's this? And like looking at all the posters and all that. And she pointed at one poster and it's from the movie, the hangover. And there's Zach Galifianakis, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms. And then, um, I lost his name, Justin Bentley. Mm. Just, he, he's, he's from, uh, he, he was the guy in national treasure. Um, the sidekick. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's in the car, but Ed Helms is in the back and she's like, look, who's in the back. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's Ed Helms. And I said, remember when Andy goes to uh, anger management, she's like, yeah. And he's like gone for a few months. And like, there's, there's like half a season that he's just gone. She's like, yeah. I said, that's the movie that was being filmed during that time. Oh, that's funny. And I said, they'll do that when actors are on a show and they're in a movie they'll write them out so like maybe the girl gets pregnant and like she's like has a lot of morning sickness and they're just like hey like yeah she's at home she's just resting and they um or they'll they did that in uh actually one of my other picks i won't i won't name it here um but but there there was another show that they did something like that and she was filming uh a show uh, a movie series um she's in quite a few of them um but yeah it was it's just the way that they they incorporate how, how to write a character out. They have to be creative, but when they're in a movie, they're contractually obligated to go be in the movie. Right. Um, but their show, they're also contractually obligated to be a part of the show. So they're like, Hey, how do we negotiate this? Oh, well, if it's in the same studio, it's really easy to make that work. Like, Hey, just cut them out from this. Cause they're going to go work on this project or, mm-hmm. Hey, you're just not going to be in it for so long. We're going to have to write your character out temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the office, I mean, iconic characters like Jim Halpert, Dwight Schrute, Michael Scott, Super. Andy's my my personal favorite, Creed Bratton. <laughs> oh my gosh, Creed's terrible. Creed, Creed. Okay, when when they do the fire scene, so so Dwight lights the the uh, uh, the cigarette on fire, and then like he throws it or he lights it, and they throws it uh, in the trash can. He's like, "Today, fire's gonna save lives." Like I'm dying <laughs> through that, and and then they throw someone or. Uh, Oscar climbs up into the uh, the air ducts or something like that and climbs up into the ceiling and his legs go through the ceiling and you just see Creed just like, ah! <laughs> he just has this meltdown moment. And I'm di- like, I always think of Creed with that or Kevin with the chili and, and yeah. Dwight taking the, the, the uh, CPR dummy's face and putting it on his, like there's so many moments that like make you cringe or like, there's so many things that like it's you can't get away with that show today. The, yeah, oh, the no. culture has changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get away with it. However, it's one of the best TV shows, and people still love it and quote it, and they 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 want more. But it's like the cast knows you can't get away with that anymore. Yeah. So, but no. And honestly, The Office is one of those that like I have still never finished. Like I have watched a lot of it. And I've, I kind of know enough about the stuff that I haven't seen to still understand when people talk about it, but I've never completely finished watching it. And I, eventually I will, but, um, I mean, my favorite parts with even, especially the earlier episodes 
were the the dynamics of Dwight and and Jim. The episode where Jim dresses up like Dwight and oh shows up at the very and honestly, identity it's, theft it's, is it's, not a joke, Jim. <laughs> right. Like the intros, like the first before they before they do the in the in, entering credits, like the intros on that show are just like some of the most hysterical writing or Asian Jim. Yeah. And the, like you're, you're not Jim. And it's like, what's they, his name? It's his, what's his name for Marvel? Jimmy Woo. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's yeah, no. The, and, and that's a show that like I've restarted so many times and I'll, I'll run through it, but now I, I don't even watch it just to watch it. Like I have it as background noise because yeah. I'm so like, it's in my subconscious that I can quote what they're about to say. And I would yeah. argue this much as well. Like big bang theory. That had a perfect ending. Yeah. There, the, the, From what the, I've heard, yes. Obviously. Absolutely. The the way that it tied up, they brought Michael Scott back for the last, because he, he left for like two seasons. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so much just, it, it's just beauty and grace and it's just awful at moments. And um, for those <laughs> oh, of you who are- Oh, it's so cringy. If, if, you, if you follow our TikTok, go and check this thing out. Um, I, there was an episode called the Michael Scott Dunder Mifflin Fun Run for the Cure. And there's this whole thing where- he uh he was it he hit meredith with the car yeah either he i think it was either that or the the rabies awareness thing i can't i always get them all (laughs) all confused because i think she got bit by a bat and they found out she had rabies and all that so anyways all of that my dad uh my dad ended up getting bit by a squirrel last year and i made him a shirt because i knew they were coming in right after christmas so i made him a shirt that's a runner shirt and i put his number as the date he got bit and then i remixed the wording from their fun run shirt and put it on as the jeremy halstead moorhead kentucky fun run like all this and it is the funniest thing my dad died laughing um at it but definitely go check out the tiktok video it should be from around like december 28th of uh 2022 so that's that's roughly where it's at. But oh, so funny. That's funny. Micah, what's your number two pick? I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this, but I've never watched an episode of The Office. What? It's okay. We've talked about it. I just I've tried to get him to watch it. It's just I feel like it's it's very much like a Napoleon Dynamo night, Nacho Libre thing. Like oh, absolutely. you either love it. And ma- maybe that's why really I love stupid. it is because it's it's yeah it's the Napoleon Dynamite the Nacho Libre the the Black Ninja of youth ministry kind of movies like yeah absolutely yeah. so funny. So anyway, um, for my number two pick, um, another show that I I try to watch or burn through at least once a year, um, two thousand six to two thousand eleven, Friday Night Lights. Ooh. Have you watched Friday Night Lights, Jordan? I've not, but I've heard really good things about it. If you want to feel good about life, Coach Taylor. Alicia watched it with me once, um, all the way through, but um, mm-hmm. Kyle Chandler plays Coach Eric Taylor, and basically the premise is a drama that follows the lives of the Dillon Panthers, one of the nation's best high school football teams, and their head coach, Eric Taylor. And um, it very much goes into the politics of like an inner city school district or a rural city school district and the expectations of a good football program and all the scandals that go along with that. And he, uh, he being coach Taylor has to overcome that. And so like 
in their first season. Their star quarterback gets paralyzed, Jason Street. Um, in the first he, episode, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So like the first step, very first episode, and they're like, "You're going to lose your job if you lose a single game." They end up winning a state championship their first year, and then the second year he gets a, a college football uh, quarterback coaching gig, and then he does he doesn't like it because he's away from his family, and so anyway. They end up splitting the school district, and he ends up getting the short deal of the the uh, the short end of the deal. I'm sorry, and then he goes uh, to this other school with like no money, no funding, no anything, and it's in it's in very uh, it's in the pretty rough part of town, right? And so like they have to Michael B. Jordan's actually in it too. That's one of his earliest mm-hmm. acting gigs, and so um, you know. It's just a feel-good show. There's a lot of drama in it, but there's a lot of good stars in it that come out of the show. Um, the guy that plays Jason Street, the guy that plays Tim Riggins. Um, yeah. Let me let me pull it up. Uh, Eric Taylor is played by Kyle Chandler. He's been in some pro- several projects. Connie Britton plays his wife. Uh, Amy Teagarden, which is their daughter, has been in several Hallmark, Hallmark projects. Uh, Taylor... Uh, Kitts, I can't say his name right. Um, is Tim Riggins? He was. What's that movie your dad loves? Um, he was John Carter, but then yeah. he was also um, in an X Men movie. Oh yeah. Um, um what's was his character saying? Apocalypse. Yeah the the one that has the cards. Why can I never think of his name? But he's Gambit. one of my favorites. Gambit. Yep. So anyway, there there are just so many good uh, moments in this show, and it, it makes you really think about life and. Um, but also the politics that go along with being, you know, either a football coach, band director, working in a public school that has pretty high stakes, uh, such as the expectation of small town America and um, especially high school football in the great state Texas. of Texas. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of pressure to produce championships. There's a lot of drama. I will watch that show probably once a year. Um, there's only five seasons and there's only 76 episodes. So, mm. um and I would argue too that that one has a really good feel good ending. Like they couldn't have written it better because like I said before, he ends, he's in this one school district. He gets let go. He builds the other school district up. And so he literally wins two, t- two state championships with two different school districts. And after the, uh, at, at the end of four seasons, they realize, Hey, maybe we shouldn't have split up the school districts. Let's bring them back together and start this super football team. Right. And so his wife, uh, who plays a guidance counselor and then a, a principal, and then goes back to guidance counseling and goes back to the or goes to the other school that's not in great shape, she ends up going on a, a trip. I don't know. I think it's in Philadelphia or something. And she's offered the dean of admissions position at the college in Philadelphia. And so like it comes down to like, oh, either her husband Eric, spoiler alert, gets this super amazing job as the head coach of both teams as a super team, or they get to follow her dream. And so at the end of the very last episode, Michael B. Jordan's getting ready to throw the touchdown to win the nap or the state championship for the football team. And then another guy catches it in Philadelphia and coach Taylor takes a high school football coaching job in Philadelphia and his, and his wife, Connie Britton gets a, gets to live out her dream too. He's wow. like, I can, co- I can coach football anywhere. And it, it's just an amazing show. Yeah. And, and coach Taylor really kicks you in the butt, even though you're not even in the show. Like he, he makes you feel better about your life. It's just like, you need to listen. Everybody needs to listen to coach Taylor. That's so, awesome. That's my number two. Great round guys. All right. I'm kicking off round three and I'm going to throw in a little bit heavier of a series. And that would be designated survivor. 
I've never You're watched not... that, but I've heard great things. Oh my yeah, gosh. Same. Keith Sutherland plays a uh, politician. He's in the, the housing district um, trying to help with, with housing, affordable housing, things like that. And a bomb goes off upon the night that uh, the, the president is being sworn in um, for a second term as president, killing all of the members of the Senate, the count, or like basically like every, every big politician is there. And it follows the idea that there is a designated survivor so that if something really bad were to happen, that they, they would take command. So upon his, uh, upon the, the death of everyone, he is immediately sworn in as president. And you, like through this series, you find out like the president actually was going to remove him from office, like upon his second term. So like he wasn't even supposed to be there, but ends up, he, he's not Republican or Democrat. He's actually a middle party and he's trying to unite everyone under the yeah. same, like it, it's just this really beautiful story. And so ABC had it for the first two seasons and the first two seasons are immaculate. Um, they are just so well told. Um, you've got Maggie Q playing Hannah Wells. Cal Penn is Seth Wright. Um, Keith Sutherland's uh, is Tom Kirkman. Like there's just some really good guys up there that just really did well. Um, and then uh, season three, Netflix bought it and because they were, they were closing it out and Netflix bought it. And I personally think they trashed it. Um, there were 10 episodes and, and that, that third season really doesn't do a whole lot of um, build up the same way that seasons one and two really just nail it. Um, it was such a beautiful political show and the, in the presence of like all of our voting. Um, so I would, I would say that the designated survivor is, is probably one of my favorites. I go back and rewatch it quite a bit. So hmm. Micah, your number three pick. Man, these are some great picks. Um, my number three. He's staring at his his paper and he's like, "Man, I chose some great shows." No, I'm <laughs> I'm just thinking like you know because we did it the opposite order last week. We didn't go like from like our best or favorite of all time to like mm -hmm. the least favorite or whatever. So I'm like, "Wow, would I rearrange my list?" I don't think so. Um, number three for me would have been House. House MD. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Okay, Hugh Laurie. Oh, I do love Hugh Laurie. That show, and I'm not big. I know Jordan, you guys like um, Grey's Anatomy, but like yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of any sort of like medical thriller kind of show. But like for whatever reason, I was just drawn to House, probably because of his character and who played it. So, mm -hmm. um, and as a musician, uh, all this I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Jordan, have you watched House at all? Mm -mm. So anyway. House is a specialist doctor who's very gifted and can solve the most unsolvable of medical mystery cases. And he has a gift. He can tell what's wrong with somebody by just looking at them. And he can solve all the cases that are crazy that nobody else would take, no other doctor would take. And um, as the premise goes, he uh, he had a heart attack, but it was in his leg. It was a pulmonary embolism in his leg, which he walks with a cane. He walks with a limp. He was very like in very good shape prior to his accident, and he he was a runner, and he can no longer do that. But then, in um, in turn of having this pulmonary embolism in his leg, he um, got addicted to Vicodin, and he can't live without Vicodin. So he basically 
pops pills. He's a jerk the entire show. Um, there's moments where he gets redemption. He, he, uh, um, at one point at the end of the, I think there's, there's eight total seasons. And in the fifth season, he starts hallucinating his best friend, Wilson's dead girlfriend. And so like he, I have to go to rehab. So he ends up in rehab in the first part of season six. And you want to talk about just amazing storytelling. Um, also back to the musician thing. He plays a lot of music in the show. Like it's a piano or guitar or things like that. But the th thing that a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of times when people play music and stuff in shows, it's not really them. Hugh Laurie's actually a musician and he really does produce and write and play music. So anytime he's actually playing a, an instrument in the show, it's actually him playing it. Wow. Um, one of the episodes has Dave Matthews in it and uh, mm -hmm. they wheel a piano into Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews is the patient and he's, he's a, a savant pianist like a world renowned concert pianist, which is funny because Dave Matthews is not that, but he's a musician. And so, um, house starts playing the stuff on the piano and then he asks Dave Matthews to copy him. And he does, cause he's a savant. But the funny part is that house is actually playing the piano and it's not. And Dave Matthews isn't. And he's not. So <laughs> it's just, there's, there's some really good moments. Um, and he brings up like this team of other doctors that get this amazing opportunity to work with him. And he, he's a big time jerk. Like he's, he's an absolute jerk to everybody that he works with, but there's, there's just some really good moments in that. And, and again, I think that, uh, you know, it has a good ending, right? Yeah. The, the, the first episode's <laughs> called everybody lies. That's his big phrase. Everybody lies. Um, because, you know, why tell a doctor the truth when they're trying to figure out what's wrong with you? And so the first episode is called Everyone Lies, and the very last episode is called Everyone Dies. And it just kind of runs this whole full circle thing. Wow. But Hugh Laurie crushes it. And if you've not watched that, do it. So <laughs> I've not, and I've, I've, it's on my list of shows that I want to add to my server and, and have to be able to watch it. At some I think point. you would enjoy it. I think you really would. I was looking at it, and it says that the pilot actually aired in 2004, November of 2004. But the second episode did not actually come out until September 12th, 2006. So there were two years of them filming, developing, getting it all put together um, by the time. And that, that stuff is crazy to think about how TV was done 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So well, there's, no, a good, there's a really good cast in that, that bunch, too. Mm -hmm. um, what's the guy that plays Dr. Taub? He, uh, he's been in several projects. Uh, you remember the teacher in the first Transformers movie? Uh, Jordan? Yes. Yeah, he plays one of the doctors on House's team in the later nice. seasons. So there's there's just a lot. And the the lady that plays Dr. Cuddy, she was actually in uh, Friends um, in some of the earlier episodes. She dated one of them. Um, but yeah, uh, House. House is a solid pick for me. Nice. Who's Alicia. Next? Okay, my number three pick is again i feel like all my picks are gonna be weird um partially <laughs> and i say weird but like i just don't think that either of the two of you would have seen them um so number three for me is a show called roswell oh i know of roswell. it between 1999 and 2002 so there's a newer version of it now um that is i think it i think it may have ended last year but that stuff is on netflix i have yet to to watch it um, but Roswell, the description of it is the lives of three young alien slash human hybrids with extraordinary gifts 
in Roswell. So it's obviously based in Roswell, New Mexico, um, but it follows a set of teenagers who three of them are half alien, um, land on earth and just try to, they have special abilities, but they have to try to, they have to hide them because everybody's super suspicious because they're in Roswell, New Mexico. So everybody's suspicious that they're aliens. So it just kind of follows their story. Um, they only had three seasons and there were 61 episodes in those three seasons. Wow. And I think that the first two were pretty good for what it was. I mean, it's 1999. Um, the last season, things got real weird. Um, just it, that's just the best way to describe it. It's really okay. weird. So the aliens were Jason Bayer played Max Evan, Max Evans. His sister Isabel was played by Catherine Heigl. Um, their friend, Catherine Michael. Heigl. Why, why am I, why do I know that name? Which one? Catherine Heigl. Is that Agatha? No, no Catherine, Catherine Heigl was in um, Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah. 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 That's Izzy. Okay. Yeah. I was trying and to figure out why her name was Isabel in this, which is kind of funny. Um, and then Brendan Fair was uh, their friend Michael. So the three of them were aliens. And then the two kind of side characters were Sherry Appleby and Madrina Delfino, um, which I think a couple of them are still acting, maybe in some smaller things. But it, I mean, I I loved it when I was younger. Um, I rewatched it during COVID. I didn't remember how weird the last season was um it's just like it just seems like like the same person wrote the first two seasons and then somebody who never seen the first two seasons wrote the third season that's really kind of how it felt i don't know if that's true but that's kind of how it felt it just kind of went really strange but that's my number three pick gotcha all right so that ends our round three micah Go ahead and start us on round four. So, Jordan, I know that you haven't watched this yet, but you need to. Uh, but Alicia and I, this was one of our COVID shows, and we were just sitting at home, working from home. You know, we watched it during our lunch. We watched it, um, you know, at night. We basically binged the whole show. But uh, Shit's Creek is number four for me. And uh, for a comedy feel good uh you want to talk just incredible writing Shit's Creek was one of the greatest shows that I think I've ever watched as far as just it's so funny yeah there it's uh Jordan I'm am I correct that you've not seen that correct okay so Dan Levy and Eugene Levy wrote this uh father-son duo and for those that you don't that don't know Eugene Levy American Pie Father of the Bride, like Eugene Levy's been in so many shows over the years. Um, but uh, the kind of the description says after being a victim of fraud, Johnny Rose and his family go from extreme wealthy to pen, uh, from extremely wealthy to penniless overnight. Their only asset left to them is a small, unsophisticated town called Schitt's Creek. They relocate there and culture shock ensues. And so they are super rich, like you know, you put both of our houses together, Jordan, and it wouldn't even like be their pool house. And then their um, accountant like embezzles their money. And so they bought their son, David, who was Dan Levy, a small town as a joke. Right. And so they end up living in two motel rooms, not hotel rooms, motel rooms. And they live side by side. To the, the That are connected by a door on the inside. 
Yep. And so the mother and father uh, are on one side and the son and the daughter are on the other. And they just don't know how to function with not being rich. And so um, everything from the towels, everything to, um, you know, it's just like you and I, Jordan or Alicia probably wouldn't mind staying in a hotel or a motel like that, but they just don't know how, they don't know how to function. Right. They well, uh, and also like, I, I know we all have love for family. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine as adult, as an adult having to share a, a motel room with my brother. Yeah. Who yeah. is also an adult, but no, to, to again with with great writing right and i think it's kind of the theme of this podcast jordan but like the idea that um there's really good writing feel good moments and then there's good payoffs at the end of the show from like this show at the very start losing everything and they realize they're hitting rock bottom to kind of you know building their way back up kind of remembering where they came from really learning those life lessons even as adults Mm -hmm. and grown adults in the case of the parents in the show. Um, it's just a feel good moment. Like even like the payoff at the end of the show. And um, even when you think they could desert the people that they come into contact with in this small town in the middle of nowhere at the end of the show, there's, there, there's those relationships that are built and they bring them along for the ending. And the whole cast is stellar. Um, Catherine O'Hara plays the mom, Home Alone. Um, Dan Levy, Alexis, uh, is played by... Um, why can't I think of her name at the moment? Um, Alicia, what's her name? <laughs> uh, Annie Murphy. Annie Murphy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's just so many good things. And then even Sarah Levy, which is Dan's uh, sister, Eugene's daughter, plays in that show, too. Like, the whole thing is just hilarious. Um but my well, student... they, there's so much growth, like yes, too, like you see who characters. they were at the beginning, and the character growth, and how much they just really come to realize that, okay, yes, money is nice, but it doesn't mean as much as all of these other things. And it's it's a, it's an easy watch, it's a quick watch, um, but there are I think there's six seasons, and there's like thirteen episodes in each season, and so like. Uh, Lauren, who was a student worker of mine at Miami, Jordan, told Alicia and I during COVID, you guys got to watch this. And so we, I think we watched the first season in one night. We were sitting at home. <laughs> we just literally watched the whole Because they're season. like 20 minutes, so yeah. they just kind of fly by. Yeah, yeah, So Schitt's Creek's my next pick. All right. pick. Alicia, number four. Okay, number four. I went... Even more nostalgic on this one. Little House on the Sabrina Prairie. the Teenage Witch. Oh. No. Hey, no, that's Sabrina a great the Teenage pick. Witch. Um, so this is like every Friday night and for you're, me. You're and talking, I honestly can't like you're talking the nineties, Sabrina. Yes. Oh not, yeah. Not the new Netflix oh, yeah. one. No, no, no. I'm actually like, I'm not even sure I'm willing to give that one a chance, to be honest. Um, it just seems too dark for me. Um I mean, the Sabrina, the, the teenage witch of my generation, is just very lighthearted and Melissa funny. Melissa Joan Hart. Um, yeah, Melissa Joan Hart, Salem the Cat. So this show went from 1996 to 2003. And I have to confess, I probably have not seen all of the episodes, but I still picked it because 
I just, it was just, it's such a great, it's funny show, feel good. Um, it had seven episodes, seven seasons, 163 episodes. But like that was almost every Friday night for me. It was TGIF. Um, I don't know, just everything from start to finish, the living with the ants, her friends at school. I don't know, like it just, just so good. I don't even know that I haven't have much to say other than that. Then it's just so good. I loved it. I gotcha. All right. I, uh, you know, there, there's so many shows to pick from and I feel like any show that I choose is not going to interfere with anything that you or Micah are going to go for. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like my taste in show is so different. So I will say this much. I will not choose a Marvel show in my top five. No Marvel, no DC. I mean, those are kind of my no-brainers. Those are the ones I go to. Um, I'm not even going to put them in my honorable mention solely yep. because I feel like those, it's just, I could go on and on and on and I need to keep it keep it uh, pretty close to the chest. That's fair. I If it makes you feel better, I thought the same thing because I was looking at some of them and I'm like, I, I just don't think I can. Yeah, like I could, I could say like anything Disney Plus out of the Marvel shows, like I've liked a lot of them. I could talk about those for days the Netflix shows, uh, CW shows. Like I could talk about that forever, but um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to not do that. And I'm going to choose another sitcom. Um, And this is a Tim Allen, Last Man Standing. Oh. So the reason I say Last Man Standing over Home Improvement, Fair. I think Last Man Standing is an upgrade to Home Improvement, teaching the same stuff going through some of the same things, but you get a little bit wiser of a Tim Allen, not the goofy, mm-hmm. like, oh, I burned my house down. Oh, <laughs> I lost my pants. Oh, I like, or my shirt got ripped. Like, like, I messed up the dishwasher. Things. Yeah, like, yeah. more power. <laughs> like, but they, they make <laughs> nods to those in Last Man Standing. There's moments where, um, like they, they did like a couple of episodes where they specifically pull things from home improvement. Um, so the lady who played Jill Taylor in the original series, um, she comes in into last man standing and they're trying to get her to turn off whatever power tool she was using that she's doing some like woodworking and, uh, his, his Mr. Larrabee, his neighbor who is his friend, but not a friend. And there's this whole racial division, but they all mess and joke around about it. It's all lighthearted fun with it. Um, but what's funny is he comes up and does the, the Wilson, hi ho neighbor, like mm-hmm. over the fence. And I lost it. I'm like, that's great. But in this series, uh, he's telling truth in a lot of ways from a podcast stand. Um, he's doing some vlogging. Um, he's talking about life. He's talking about things that he's learning and some things that at the beginning of the episode, he stands one direction, but then by the end of the episode, he's got a little bit more open heart and open mind to that. He's willing to see what his kids have to say. Um, Mm -hmm. There's moments where they take on the government. There's moments where uh, they, uh, they stand beside the government. There's, there's a few different things. Like it's just so well-rounded and I just, the last man standing, I, I remember watching it as it was airing. Um, I found it on Netflix and one Christmas break while I was at college, I just burned through whatever was there. And so I bought them all. I buy everything on my iTunes account. So I, I bought all of them and then I started just buying them as they were coming out. And I have burned through that series more times than I care to admit. 
So mm-hmm. um, Last Man Standing, 100%. I, I fully support that show. Mike and I have watched a few episodes. I know my parents really like that show. Yeah, it's 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 a very right-wing point of view um, mm-hmm. when it comes to political stuff, but they, they try to balance it. Um, there are a few left-wing democratic viewpoints with it. There's there's the political side to it. There's the, the real big family side. There's moments where your hopes and dreams get shot down, and then, okay, what do you do from there? Um, oh, I thought I was going to go and be some big, big... Uh, fashion star out in, in New York City and it dreams fell through but then she ends up building her own empire um one character her name's Eve she goes in she's like I'm gonna join the military and gets denied um for the for the mm. form for the for the spot in the military she was going for and then she picks up a guitar and she starts writing and then she ends up joining a different branch with the military and it, it's just really cool the way that that everything kind of plays out and they, they really focus on family and finding out who you are as a person um but no it's 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 some good good stuff didn't that show get canceled on one network at one point and get re got picked up by another it did yeah because Um, of the political stuff no so abc dropped it not because of necessarily the political stuff they just they were making room for other shows and i i don't think that they wanted to continue i think some of it was political um he this was around the time that trump was going into office um I think it was because something something was made comment wise, and they were just like, "Eh, we really don't want to push this one." Um, and so they they dropped it, and then Fox picked it up. But what's really weird is that not the full cast moved over to Fox. So there were two times in the series where where two of his three daughters were were recasted. So <laughs> it was I like, the, well, the first season that girl did not stick around for the second and through ninth seasons. But then the second daughter uh, was there for the first seven and she didn't move over with the network because that she got another job by the time that um, they got picked up. And so she was like, uh, I'm not coming back. And so they replaced her. But my favorite in that whole series is you see grandpa bud at one point And he says, Kristen, man, I didn't recognize you. You look like a totally different person. <laughs> and there's, there's I can appreciate that. Yeah, they they play into that and there there's one there was one thing where they they walk in at the first time we meet the new Mandy and I think they both did really well with it both both the actresses for Mandy but she walks in and she's like, "So, do you do you notice what's new about me?" And she's like parading <laughs> around her husband and Kyle's just like, "Nope." And she's like, "I got blonde hair." And like, but like every, all of us clearly know it's someone completely different, but yeah, no, uh, great show. Fantastic show. All right. We're going to go for a round of honorable mentions. You can have up to three. I didn't do five. We haven't done. You're doing the honorable mentions before you do round five. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. That's my fault. Yep. You're good. I got you're excited because I wanted to do five. All right. <laughs> Alicia, start us off with your honorable mentions. So I can have up to three. Up to three. Okay, um, let's go Sherlock, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, so like the version Solid. that was, again, with the BBC version. Um, I was actually looking it up because I knew there was some space between the episodes. The show aired from 2010 to 2017, but there was only four episodes. So the first season was in 2010. 
Then they go to 2012, then to 2013, and then hopped over to 2016. So, like, they had some gaps, which I'm sure is because the, these guys are doing other projects. Um, but another BBC show, um, I just, I love seeing how his character sees things, um, how he's trying to solve the really strange um, cases um, but just such a such a good version of the Sherlock Holmes piece. I just I loved that. Um, step by step. Ooh, good. Um, pick. I don't know. Like it was 1991. There were seven episodes, but it was another one of those TGIFs that we watched. Um, love all the characters in that. Um, and then I, I'm gonna I am gonna do a third honorable mention, um, Gossip Girl. And this this one is more because I watched it with my roommates right after I graduated from college. I had a couple of roommates, and they were obsessed with this show. And so like I went through catching up on everything, and then we watched the final season. And it was the last thing that we watched together before one of them got married, and we all had to move out. Um, but in the original, it, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little raunchy, but it's it was such a neat show to watch and then seeing how who was gossip girl at the end was just kind of cool nice picks all right my three starting with a, a cartoon we didn't have any real cartoons on this list so shame on me for that one but i'm gonna go ahead and throw avatar the last airbender in avatar the last airbender uh was a nickelodeon show but it felt very politically driven um, trying to, to help people understand, like, when there's a tyrant in place, like, fight for your right to part. Sorry, just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, no. <laughs> I'm on an 80s music kick right now. Um, so so there's there's that. They, they fought against some really, really good stuff. Uh, being the Fire Nation, they just, they did really well in storytelling. Probably one of the best that I, I've noticed in a long time. Um, I would throw in there as well scrubs because I feel like my doctor show needs to be in there mm. and scrubs scrubs was just scrubs was so much fun. Um, such it was, a funny show. It is. It, it's, they're just great. And and the dynamic duo in there, they're just, Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. And my last, I don't know if you guys have seen this raising hope. Raising this Hope. This is vaguely familiar. Raising Hope was uh, 2010. This guy, his name is Jimmy. He goes in and uh, has a one night stand and gets her pregnant. But the mom is put on death row. And so she has the baby. He becomes dad and goes to her execution. She's dead. And he has. He's living in a multi-generational home, too. So he lives with his mom and dad, who are technically living with her grandmother. So there's a missing generation, but there's technically, like, of four of five generations in this house. And so Meemaw Dear me. is, is in there. Um, she has, like, Alzheimer's, dementia, like, just this, this she can't. Sometimes she's lucid, sometimes, so it's dementia. Um, sometimes she's lucid, sometimes she's not. And then um, there's a lot of innuendos. Uh, that are hysterical. Um, there's one, my favorite one is Bert, his dad, Jimmy's dad, 
has a shirt that's just like the the touristy I'd rather be in Virginia um and just just that's the shirt but his wife's name is Virginia and it is the funniest thing and oh they just they're so funny and they, they act like high school couple and the casting is great the storytelling is so funny but if you d- haven't checked it out it's cringy it's not a show that can be made today it's like the office it can't be made today <laughs> but there there's moments where if you get a chance to watch raising hope i it's one of my favorites micah your honorable mentions maybe that's why there's not anything good on today because it was like, all used up in the past no i'm just saying like people because are too sensitive that would, yeah I, I was gonna say that but not say that but like the storytelling of you know years past is not where we are today so quickly uh before we get to our last round i don't want to take up a lot of time because i know we're getting kind of towards the end here but um three honorable mentions that i have i'm currently watching this show but new girl with zoe Deschanel. So love good. that show so good um Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Saved by the Bell. Mm. Ooh. Those two were Fair. definitely yeah. my childhood. Yeah. Those every once in a while, I'll throw, every once in a while, I'll throw Saved by the Bell on and just watch it because it's just such a good show. New girl with the, is it the douchebag jar? Yes. The douche, that, the douche jar. The douche jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and they just yell at Schmidt, jar. <laughs> I've seen enough of New Girl. It's I. It's great. So, all right. We are in our last round, and I feel like I saved my favorite for last, only because I knew that neither of you have probably even seen this show. <laughs> it's a original to Apple TV. It's called Shrinking. Shrinking is... I'm Jason- really surprised, sorry, that you didn't pick How I Met Your Mother. You yeah. know, that was really the one surprised. I was hiding. That was the one I was hiding, um, okay. and I decided sorry. not to go with it. No, 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 you're You good. announced it, and I was like, Jordan didn't pick How I Met Your Mother. Like, I'm surprised. <laughs> I am a huge How I Met Your Mother fan, but I think the reason I didn't go with them on my list um, solely comes down to the older I get, the less I want to be like them. Like I, when I was a kid, I was like, oh man, they're living up the life in New York. And I'm like, yeah, I live in Oklahoma. I'm totally fine with the life I've got. I don't need to be at a bar every <laughs> night. I found my wife. Oh, we've, we've, we celebrated seven years recently. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't miss those days. I mean, I'll watch it. I think it's great, but it's it's not like a... It, it doesn't sit the same way. Um, so Shrinking, which actually does have a How I Met Your Mother star in it, Jason Siegel and mm-hmm. Harrison Ford are shrinks. And they're going through everyday life, trying to like walk patients through grief and, and trauma and um, stuff that we all go through as in life. But Jason's character, he is about a year off from his wife tragically dying. And he's got a teenager. And so there's things like him going off on this, this like drug bend um, at the beginning where like he's up at three in the morning and he, he's got two girls swimming in his, his pool in the backyard. Um, and like, he's got fet- fentanyl or something like that. Like he's got, he's got like these high end drugs and his neighbor's like, what the heck are you doing now? There's a lot of language in here. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat this one bit cause they clearly didn't. Um, but th- this one has a lot of language, but there's moments where you just sit back and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. The storytelling is just phenomenal. Um, there's, there's this one part that, and he's one of my favorite characters. He, he's a side character. Um, he's the neighbor's husband. 
and he comes in and there's this lady she's like you can't put your trash in there because they adopt they like adopt a black guy to come in um and live with them for a little bit and they're like no he's a family friend he's allowed to do that he lives here don't don't be such a karen and uh the husband walk or drives up on him and he's like hey becky or whatever her name is karen let's say karen hey karen and his wife is like don't you say hi karen we don't like karen he's like shove off Karen and like just like <laughs> completely like he, he's he's really not there to be anything but comic relief and it's so funny and and the way that they handle the stories there's moments where you're laughing so hard from just like deep gut laughs that I don't feel like a lot of shows give you anymore um mm-hmm. like those those really hard moments where you are like hurting because you're laughing so hard and then there's moments where you're like I didn't think I could cry as hard as I am right now um mm-hmm. just because of how real it is it, it just it blends so well and I, I the only issue I have is just how much language there is but I realized after watching it through the whole eight episodes that the 10 episodes that they've got um I just realized how real it is and that there are so many people who will relate because it's it's not like they're trying to hide words like they they just were completely real with it and it was it was it was a very beautiful show I highly encourage you guys to to sit down and watch it mm. We uh we watched Champions with Woody Harrelson in it recently. Yeah. Oh my gosh! We so went to the funny. theater and it was like I told you, Jordan, after we saw it, it was like one of the first movies that we've seen that's the not Marvel or DC. We cried laughing the whole time. Like oh, you talked about so laughing, funny. making your stomach hurt. We laughed so hard in that movie. It was, yes. Yeah. It was so good. You talk about not a lot of shows or movies having that anymore. Yeah, that, it's, that it's, movie it's, definitely had that. I feel like it's a rare art form. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Micah, what is your number five pick? So, not a lot of people know this show, but like I, again, watch this probably once a year. Um, have either, well, at least you just heard of it. The Greek, have you heard of Greek? Oh, yeah. ABC Family, which is now Freeform, Freebie. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Um, the Greek is a, is a show that happened right around the same time that I went to college and uh, undergrad. And it's just about Greek life in a small Ohio college, which just so happens, as the story is told, um, it's supposed to mimic Miami University. There's um, one other that it's like it was either Miami or Ohio, Ohio University. University. I think it was Ohio. The Greek, the show I'm referencing. So for the listeners out there, Alicia and I both work at Miami University in Oxford. This show is supposed to replicate a small town feel a small college in small rural ohio and it talks about the greek system and how much trouble they can get in as um in a frat in a frat mm-hmm. and you know greek life and and how much how much it's a real thing in, in real life and in colleges and um that had a pretty stellar cast if i did. remember uh mm-hmm. kelsey Grammer, uh his daughter is one of the main leads in that show and I didn't That's know that for sweet. the longest time that her name was Casey in the show. And then the guy that plays Cappy, he's been in several movies and projects. Um, he was the main uh, male lead. And then there, uh, Casey's younger brother, Rusty, uh, is a super nerd, right? And he's like a poly science, chemical engineering major or something like that. And he just wants to go to college and not be a nerd. And he wants to, you know, uh, be a part of the Greek system. And so it's, it's a very much like a coming of age kind of, feel good, but dramatic show. And I think for somebody like for me, when I was going to college 
this was happening in real time. And I'm like, does this stuff really happen in college? But, but it's really good. The writing's really good. And um, I try to go I, back and watch it once a year. I pulled up the cast. Jesse McCartney was in there. Mm-hmm. Dave Franco was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Greenfield, who played Schmidt and New Girl, was in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I'm just like, I knew it was star-studded, but I was like, What's oh, the, my gosh. The one guy that uh, he's been in several projects. Um, I gotta, I'm pulling the cast up. Uh, Clark Duke. The guy that plays uh, Rusty's roommate, his name's Dale. In the yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. it's hilarious in the show because he's from the South. And in the first episode, Rusty walks into the their their college dorm, and Dale is hanging up a, con- a Confederate flag on the wall because he's from the South. And he's <laughs> he's this he's this he's this redneck Southern Baptist. And uh, one of the guys, <laughs> one of the guys that plays Rusty's best friend in the show, Calvin, he is. Um, African, a gay african-american and so he goes into their room and he's like we're going to talk about that <laughs> because it's a <laughs> it's a conservative flag right and you know for those who have studied history and the Af- you know the the civil war and everything like that um it's just it's the whole show like this was a um i love some of the shows that were on abc family in the early 2000s like switched at birth greek um there were several others that like uh what was melissa and joey you know, oh yeah you know there was mm-hmm. a, a lot of good shows in the, the early 2000s on abc family and a lot of the stars that played in um these shows really got their start in acting at that point and so like you said jordan like uh scott michael foster clark duke um, well clark duke was in the office mm-hmm. uh spencer Grammer, which is kelsey Grammer's daughter played casey uh i know jake mcdormand he played he's been in several things uh like you said, Schmidt, there's just so many good people and they were so young back then. So like this is 2007, I think. And the show went for four seasons, five seasons, something like that. Um, there's a lot of good um, writing. So Absolutely. again, I, I, I just, once a year I go through and I think it's funny because we work at Miami and it's kind of about Miami, even though it's not about Miami kind of thing. Because Miami is kind of, Miami Inspired and Inspired Bo- by... Yeah, yeah. So Miami and Ohio University loosely based are both, off of are both yeah. really into the Greek life, right? And so yeah. it's kind of ironic. So yeah, that was my last pick. That was a good one, Alicia. You want to close okay. us out with your pick? With my last weird pick, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost. Okay. So six seasons, ranging from 2004 to 2010. Um, this one's another another one that was it's it's more nostalgic because it again weird endings. It's hard to have good endings. We talked about that kind of earlier. Like there are a lot of the ones on our front end picks that had really solid endings, um, and then you have some that just they are just very strange. And why did they write it this way? Um, I can remember watching this from the beginning when it aired. Um, and if anybody's familiar with the show itself, a couple seasons in, something it was it was black smog got introduced into the show. And it got real weird. And I remember my mom and I going, I don't think we want to finish this. So we just stopped watching it. And then one of my roommates wanted to um we watched the the last couple of seasons live, so kind of fell off and then started watching it again. Um 
it was one of the first things I saw Evangeline Lillian um, as Kate, and she was really good. There's a lot of other people in there that um, some of them I don't think act as much anymore, but you kind of see them pop up every once in a while. Um, there was a Hobbit in there, so Dominic Monaghan was was um, was in that show and played Charlie Pace. He was in um, Lord of the Rings as one of the Hobbits. So, I mean, there are some people that still act that you see every now and again, but I thought it was a really, it's a good show. It's another one that I've seen all the way through. Um, we talked about that earlier. Like I didn't feel like I could put anything on this list that I didn't see everything through. Um, Cause like I love the walking dead, but I've not finished it. So I felt, yeah. I didn't feel like I could, I could put that in here, but so my last pick is lost. So, you know, I like to end things on a weird note. Absolutely. Felt a little lost without that one, right? Absolutely. Awesome. 100%. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for this roundtable. We are so excited to have hit that. But again, you know, we, we could have talked all day about superheroes and all that, but it's, it's cool that not a single one of these really had that. Um, they may have had some, some influence to some of that, but we didn't hit any superhero shows or Star Wars or any of that. But um, with all that being said... Let us know, uh, for all of you listening out there, let us know what your thoughts are. If you've got a favorite show that you're like, hey, check out this show, um, definitely hit us up on our Facebook or our TikTok, um, and we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk. <laughs>